40 acres and a cross commune, June 30th. Stuck in the Kroskow airport again, the most sordid place on earth. I can only wonder what is happening when I see the police handcuff a beautiful woman wearing high heels and an expensive fur jacket and hat, a Chanel bag over her arm. They lead her into a room, her young child waiting in the seat with a look of dazed puzzlement. When he thinks nobody's looking, he fishes in her bag and seeks out some pills and powders. She comes back looking refreshed, a spot of blood on her ear. She gathers her bag and her child, and they get on a plane. This is also the only airport where I see dogs roaming freely about, where people walk in and out of strange doors, where garbage fires blaze every hundred meters. The food may have kept the local people alive for centuries, but it is not suitable for foreign travelers who want to live to see another day. It is June, but it is not at all hot. I believe it will snow soon, for this is what all people expect of Kroskow. Looking up, I see remains of old icons. I also see a row of officers' hats lined up along the ledge, dusty and degraded. I look into my bag. Nobody has discovered my Walter PPK. I sit in the bar and order a Crosscom mule. The bartender doesn't understand me, so I repeat the order in Latvian. He hands me an ounce of pure vodka with a slice of tomato. I ask the person sitting next to me in English if he speaks Russian. Sorry, I only speak Estonian, he tells me, in Russian. I finger the gun in my bag and ask him in Estonian to order a crosscut meal for me. The man doesn't know what a crosscut meal is, so I explain it to him and eventually relays the message to the bartender, who brings us Russian whiskey. I drink the vodka, I drink the whiskey, I order some heroin and make the sale in a woman's bathroom with a beautiful drug dealer. She speaks Moldovan, so I can't understand what she's telling me. She seems to be saying that my tie doesn't match my jacket. I ask her to tell me that in another language. And she tells me in Latvian that I owe her a lot of money for the drugs and the sex that we are going to have. I consider telling her that I don't want the sex. But I decide to try something different and tell her to close her eyes. She seems to understand that I'm arguing with her out of spite. So she grabs the money, spits my face, and leaves the stall. I go back to the bar and sit in the same stool. I notice that in my drinking partner's pocket is a very large German-made pistol. And on the counter in front of him is a card with a girl's name on it. I suppose it's the drug dealer's name. I look casually about 
can see her lying on the floor behind the bar, almost out of sight, where she seems to be sleeping. Or dead. You have insulted me, my new friend says in Russian. When you said that I was the son of a dead goat. But from his gesture, he seems to be buying me a drink. Perhaps he isn't speaking Russian. Perhaps he's speaking Ukrainian, in which case the same thing would mean, Welcome back, comrade. Let me buy you a drink. I let him buy me a drink. And when I buy him one in return, I put some hair in the glass. Soon he's sleeping beside me. The girl is still on the floor. I take the German-made gun out of his pocket, pick up the card from the table, and put them both in my jacket. I am building up quite a collection. The bartender comes over and asks me in Polish where I'm from. I tell him I'm not from anywhere around here. He looks puzzled and tells me that they are closing in five minutes because the police are coming. Or at least that is what I understand. Or, perhaps, he is saying that he doesn't know my language. I thought at first that he had asked me in Polish where I'm from, but perhaps he was asking me and Carol what I want to drink next. Maybe the next thing he says is that I should be able to speak Carol since I look Eastern. I tell him that I am Japanese and that the Russians and Japanese have been sworn enemies since the times of the nuclear moles that dug tunnels under the Sea of Japan. He smiles a big smile, brings me a big bottle of vodka and twists off the cap in front of my eyes. He writes a series of letters and numbers on a piece of paper. I point at this and look at him. He says nothing. What he has written might mean 2,000 rubles in Kira, or this is a paper in Georgian, or go to hell in Kazakh, or your flight must be leaving soon in Mongolia, or would you like to change the music in Russian, or would you like to see the girl again? In Polish. Or, we are open 24 hours a day in English. Or, in Basque. I slip him a thousand ruble note and he goes to get me change. A moment later, he brings me three one thousand ruble notes. I think about how large the world is. I think about Georgia. I think about Syria. I think about Romania. Sometime later, when I am very drunk, I notice the person sitting next to me is stirring. In Drovation, I tell him that he's a dirty dog and that he's lucky to have escaped the war crimes tribunal. The bartender, who has heard this, blanches noticeably. He reaches under the bar. 
Thinking he's getting a glass for my colleague, I relax my guard. When I see him pull out a rifle, my hand goes immediately to my PPK. 